This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. The Roys are back. We wanted to do something together. This is not about getting back at dad, but if it hurts him, it doesn't bother me. It's a tightrope walk on a straight razor. 500 foot reputational drop. Why is that making you smile? Who likes tightrope walking a straight razor? This is a chessboard. And every move is crucial. Like Israel, Palestine, but harder. The first episode of the final series of Succession has just landed. This season, we'll find out the fate of Waystar Royco and who will ultimately come out on top. As any fan knows, nothing is off limits and there's plenty of time for multiple twists in the story. Everyone is still a contender to take over the company or create their own empire and essentially win the rat race. Kendall, Shiv, Roman, Tom, Connor, Jerry and yes, even Cousin Greg. It literally could be anyone. But with Logan Roy, all we do know is things won't be straightforward, there'll be numerous high-stake deals right up until the end, and he'll be dropping plenty of F-bombs along the way. Before we get started, spoiler alert, we will be discussing the first episode of the fourth season. You've been warned. Joining me now to discuss all things Succession are the Evening Standards Acting Features Director, Martin Robinson, and Culture Writer, Elizabeth Gregory. So, to get things going, let's just talk about where we left off in season three. At the end of season three, the three youngest kids, Kendall, Shiv and uh, Roman, they join forces and their idea is to try and stop their dad from selling to Gojo because if they do, then it means that one of them won't be able to take over the business in the future. But Shiv calls Tom and tells him about the plan and he betrays her and tells Logan and then Logan joins forces with Caroline, who is Shiv's parent, well, is the kid's mom and sort of gets ahead of the kids so that they can't outmaneuver kind of thing. exactly yeah. the whole series we've had the three kids sort of at war separated trying to battle and now for the first time they've actually come together and realized they can be more powerful as as a three but of course logan sneaky that he is is already kind of gazumped them but i believe that that's the way that we start into season four that that's that's the way the power dy- dynamics are working. Mm-hmm. I'm particularly interested in is Tom now, who's uh, kind of betrayed his wife and they're sort of separated. And he's now is firmly aligned with Logan, who was always, I think, his hero for the entire sort of duration thus far. Yeah. And when he betrayed uh, Shiv, it just showed that 
kind of from the beginning he's been with Logan rather than with Shiv, which was why it was such a kind of Judas moment. And then at the end he goes over and he kisses her as well, which like kind of pushes that idea even further forward. And Elizabeth, you've seen the first episode of the new series. What are some of the key moments from that? Yeah, so it was kind of, if you've watched the trailer, there's nothing more that you learn. So it's basically an extended version of that. And I thought that was really clever that they did it that way because you sort of are thrown back into the motion of everything. It picks up about a month later, but without giving away any major kind of plot twists or anything. So you're back with the kids. They're still working together to try and this time they're building something new. It's called The Hundred and that's their kind of new project. But then at Logan's birthday party, there's one member of the Pierce family there and they're thinking, okay, so... Why is this happening? And they realize that um, Logan is trying to buy Pierce. And they think, okay, well, rather than go ahead with this 100 project that they've been working on, and, you know, Kendall's all, like, fist pumping, like, <laughs> yo, I want to make, <laughs> make a business. Like, And then Roman is still swearing and being weird. Shiv's, like, on a call somewhere. Um, but anyway, they decide that they would also like to buy PGM because they want to take on their dad. I think they're a bit wobbly with this whole the hundred business. So that's how it kind of the new episode sets up. It's once again the kids versus their dad, but this time rather than it be about Gojo, it's about the Pierces. Just sort of more big picture than with the final season. What are some of the big moments that will have this series? Well, I think the first thing to say is that there will be an end. I mean, I think um, Jesse Armstrong said when they started filming this new season that they weren't sure. Even as they started filming, they weren't sure if it was going to be the end or not. And they kind of just, which is quite unusual, really. But they kind of decided as they went on, as they kept on writing, as they started on filming, then it should be the end. But he's also mentioned that Succession, the very title, has a promise in it that you're going to find out who the successor is. So it's going to have something. But they've also been flagging that, you know, not everything is going to be resolved. And I think with in the world of Succession, you're not going to have like an amazing happy ending to all this. It's going to be like, uh, you know, uh, probably dark and weird and uh, and leave a lot, you know, left hanging. But, um, but there's definitely going to be someone. Who that is, is the big question. I mean, I don't know. I know I've I got some theories. Go on. Do you think that Logan's going to die? Because that's the big rumor on the internet because he's never going to step aside himself. So it's like if there's going to be a successor, then maybe Logan has to die. They have been teasing it a lot as well. Obviously, his health was deteriorating a lot in season three. It does seem like it could be Mm. heading in that direction. And in the first Mm. episode, he starts talking to his bodyguard about the afterlife. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, that could be the end. I mean, in some ways that would be quite unsatisfying because you'd kind of, you just have, that's just the end and someone has to fill in and it's just going to be someone from the board the next higher up. Do you know what I mean? Rather than him deciding who's worthy or making that appointment. So it could be, I mean, I don't know. I I kind of, I, my personal, if we're going to go into theories, my personal (laughs) one is that I think Kendall because I think it's always been his story. I think the first episode is very, and the first season almost is very much about him trying to get that power and failing and obviously all going terribly wrong and him getting involved in tragedies. But it's kind of always, if there's anyone who's central, it's him. And I sort of feel like my instinct is it's going to be him but everything around him will be destroyed. <laughs> so he won't have a family, he won't have anything left 
So it'll kind of be like the worst kind of like Pyrrhic victory where he might technically have that title, but what's it worth? You know, like uh, Michael Corleone in the Godfather films where he has ultimate power, but he ends up completely alone and, you know, and just a cold, worthless human being. I think it might be that. Yeah, it's definitely probably going to have themes of that because that's what yeah. the whole series has always been. Like, at what cost does this power come with? And, mm. you know, how like un- dysfunctional their family is essentially as well. There is the possibility that, you know, despite the title, Logan remains on top, which, we, you know, we've seen it happen multiple times already as well throughout the series. Yeah. Could that also be like the possibility that, you know, no one does like actually succeed in the end? Could be, yeah. Or it could be sort of, uh, it could be one of those willfully annoying ones where like Tom, for instance, could be the ultimate winner. Who's where Logan is still alive, but Tom, who's always been his sort of like sycophant and has now manoeuvred himself and sort of betrayed, you know, his wife and he's now in prime position. It could be like him you know, no, just to annoy the he children. He have the power for that. I know, but He's, that's... It's like Jerry has more power than Tom. Mm. I just feel like Tom, I don't know how he even got that high up. I know, but this is it. It's all, the, it's all those kind of like backroom, little snidey mm-hmm. little betrayals where someone can, someone completely inappropriate can get into yeah. the ultimate position of power. I'm Greg? not ruling out Greg, yeah. Or Greg, yeah. <laughs> Tom also, and Greg. You know what, I, I, on your point about it all started with Kendall, the first episode is Greg starting. It's Greg coming Ooh. in. Oh, yeah. So it's oh, Cousin Greg. God. It might be. Yeah, you can sort of... S- no, it can't be. It can't be. <laughs> it, it can't be It can't be Greg, but... It can't be one Greg of alone. Big, one of the big... Another big rumour on the internet is whether Greg will overtake Tom and become uh, Greg's mm. Greg and whether there's going to be a power switch there because at the moment, you know, it's very much like Greg just panders after Tom. Yeah. But I think there could be a switch. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear Martin Robinson and Elizabeth Gregory on what else to expect from the final season and the secret to Succession's success. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me are the Evening Standards, Martin Robinson and Elizabeth Gregory. Martin, you've interviewed Alan Rook, a.k.a. Connor Roy, for the paper. What did he have to say about the final season and what to expect? I mean, obviously, I was kind of listening very closely for any kind of cues. So he told me about the last scene that he filmed, which is which is not to assume that they film it all in chronological order, although it seemed because they're talking about how the show evolves naturally, there must be some... There must be some association, must, must be vaguely chronological. Um, he said that his final scene was with his siblings, half-siblings, and his wife, Willa. So they're all still alive, yeah. as far as I'm aware, so none of them are going to die. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Um, he said that, obviously, Connor is still trying to be president and running a presidential campaign, uh, which looks like a complete disaster. I don't think he will actually become president in this. 
other than that, he didn't really offer too many other hints. He was talking mainly about sort of like how sad and gutted the whole cast are. And they kind of, so they, they when they first learn about it back in June at the first reading, first table reading for the cast when they went through the scripts. And uh, Jesse Armstrong sort of said, I think this is going to be the end. He didn't say definitely. He just said, I think this is going to be the end. But he said that they all took it to mean it's going to be the end. But then they kind of just got into the filming and kind of got carried away with it and just kind of did the job. And it was only when they had like six weeks left at Christmas did they did it all kind of like sink in. They started to be like, oh my God, this is really actually going to be the end. So I think they're all quite surprised and sort of saddened by it, as you would be being on this massive hit show, you know, that's just that they all love. But also a sense that it's probably, I think Brian Cox has been saying this a lot, that actually it's good to have an end rather than let things drag on and, you know, getting a little bit woolly or perhaps less satisfying just to kind of like finish it. And I quite admire that in a series. What would you say is the key to Succession's appeal and success? I think there's definitely an allure in seeing how the mega rich live. Just on that level, on the houses, the cars, the suits, the way they dress, the whole presentation of that world is really interesting and has that, you know, has that natural sort of fascination and and even appeal, I think, if if we're honest about it. Like, imagine having that money. Imagine being able to go off on a helicopter to play a game of baseball. You know, all that kind of stuff is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also is the Shakespearean drama of it all as well, all the intrigue and jockeying for position. It's really classically sort of captivating. But I think the main thing is just the characters. It's just the interplay between the characters, mm-hmm. I think. I think about this a lot, that if you if you are a sibling, you've got a brother or a sister, it's a weird thing. You would think that that's an ally in your life, but often <laughs> there is no person you are crueler to or have more or, or are more willing to laugh at their misfortune, perhaps, yeah. if I'm being kind. There's yeah. so much sort of like there's all that there. And I think that that really resonates. These characters take it to the next level. But fundamentally, you kind of see where they're coming from because they are horrible characters. Mm. They are absolutely (laughs) abhorrent people. And yet we kind of like to watch them and like to see them. And that's because they're all taking each other down. Mm. Do you see what I mean? There's no real nice characters that they are really horrible to. Maybe Greg a little bit, but even him. Um, But generally speaking, you're watching very horrible characters pull apart each other's horribleness. And that's, that's a pretty fun thing to do. Yeah. Don't you think it's also that um, they kind of lean into parts of us that we all have? So I'm sure that if we weren't kind of constrained by society <laughs> um, in the way that they're not, because basically money money means that they don't have to kind of abide yeah. by normal rules, mm. a lot of people would be saying like, you know, F off and stuff like this and having much more brutal conversations. So in a, in a way, I think people watch it and like it because it taps into that like darker part of our sense of humour. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. 
QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 